Welcome to Leading Behind the Scene. I'm your host, Gwendolyn Young, the go-to business and operations consultant for six-figure CEOs who are ready to greet their next level of growth. And I'm ready to share tools, strategies, and tips to help you excel in your business and your life. If you're a service-based entrepreneur, be sure to join me each Thursday. Find me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And don't forget to follow the show on your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. And if you love the content, leave me a rate and review. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey, beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode of Leading Behind the Scene. We continue talking about the fascinating world of human resource management. In a world where competition is fierce, innovation is non-negotiable, and success depends on assembling the best talent, the role of talent acquisition has never been more critical. Join us for this exciting episode as we dive deep into the world of talent acquisition with Yolanda Rump where we uncover the strategies, tactics, and secrets to building high-performance teams that can take your organization to the next level. Whether you're a CEO, an HR professional, a recruiter, a manager, or just someone who's passionate about finding and nurturing the best talent, this episode is tailor-made for you. So ready? Let's dig in. Welcome, Yolanda. How are you? Hello, hello. I am fabulous today. How are you? Awesome. I am fantastic. So, y'all, Yolanda and I met in a previous mastermind, and then we both became coaches in that mastermind with the amazing Tasha Booth, and we've been kind of biz besties ever since. So much so that when I was looking to find better VAs for my own agency, I reached out to Yolanda for support, and now she can't get rid of me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, seriously, though, y'all. Yolanda is a seasoned professional. As a certified director of operations and launch management, Yolanda's expertise lies in the realm of streamlining team operations and enhancing overall team experience. With a remarkable career spanning over two decades, Yolanda has honed her skills across diverse operational landscapes, ranging from the private sector to the corporate role. She leverages her expertise to support growing small businesses locally and virtually. She recognizes the ever-evolving nature of our digital ecosystem and uses this foresight to design innovative new hire onboarding systems. By anticipating shifts in trends, she ensures that teams are well-equipped to navigate change, no matter how rapid or unexpected it might be. Yolanda is passionate about simplifying the team acquisition process and helps you build a team that becomes a force to be reckoned with. So, Yolanda, you ready to dive in? I am ready. Let's get to it. Awesome. So, Tell us exactly what is talent acquisition? Funny you should ask, Gwendolyn. (laughs) So we seem to hear those two words a lot, human resources and talent acquisition. And so I want to explain a little bit of the difference. Um, Human resources really manages and supports the company's existing workforce. And that goes anywhere from onboarding new employees to managing benefits, payroll, and everything in between. The primary role of someone in my position, as far as a talent acquisition specialist, 
our primary goal is to identify and hire the best talent that fills a specific role within the organization. So I love you breaking down that difference because I think it's really important for people to understand. I was just having this conversation with a client the other day and where they were like, oh, our current company can do that. And I'm like, but can they? Because do they really do HR or do they do sourcing and recruitment? What is the specialty? Because the two are completely different. And so we had to have this conversation around what those differences were. And so thank you for expanding on that. So in your opinion, what is the best way to assess candidates' qualifications and culture fit for your organization? For me, in my experience, the best way to assess candidates is I like to get to know my clients, whether that's the CEO or Uh, that person that's in that C-suite level that's responsible for the human workforce, I would like to get to know them as well as the company, the culture. I want to know everything about them. And from there, depending on what role that they're looking for, I can really dig into the type of questions that I ask for that particular role. So for example, if if you're looking for a director of marketing for your company, that is going to be a different conversation with that candidate or going out and searching for the right people for that role, it's going to be different from searching for someone, let's say, in your customer support department, whatever department that you have. So once we hone in and dial into that specific role that we're looking for, then I go to work to asking or looking for specific questions that only that role, the best of that role is qualified to answer. And so Mm. it starts with the application and there are key questions that you ask. Either they know it, they know what you're talking about and they nail it. Or you can really tell quickly someone is just filling out another application. They, or whatever, (laughs) you know, they have no idea what they're talking about or they have no clue as to what you're really asking. And you can really, really see that in the application by itself. And they just pretty much read themselves out from going to the next step in the process. I love this piece about really getting to know the client. And trust me, y'all, you're allowed to ask a lot of questions because I was like, (laughs) girl, what else is there for me to tell you? I don't have anything else. And she's like, sure you do. (laughs) You do. You do. So when you think about that, like, How do you ensure that your recruitment efforts are aligned with that organization's business goals and their strategies? Like, what are some of the other things you do outside of that conversation with maybe the hiring manager? So one thing I will say about myself and what I do for my clients is I don't take on a lot of clients at one time. I look to work with two to maybe three at the most at any given time. Because I'm a stocking. I'm going to see what's going on in Instagram. I'm going to see what's going on on your website. Um, If I hadn't met you before, as you mentioned before earlier in this podcast, that we met in a mastermind. So I learned a lot about you, you know, just the little things, the big things, the inner quirks. And so that's (laughs) what I love about what I do. And I work with people that I'm just like, hey, they're doing something out here. I'm all for their cause. I'm passionate about their cause. How can I help to support bringing the right people to embody and embrace what they're doing in the universe? And I'm very protective of my clients. So yeah, that's another thing that <laughs> helps me. 
So I love that. So considering all of that, what's your approach to like the candidate experience? Oh my gosh. So I think the candidate experience is the most valuable experience that you can have because even if they don't get the role, if they don't make it to the next step of the process, I build that relationship with them. I keep a database. And if there's something else that comes up for another client or another person, I will most definitely bring them up to speed. Hey, I have someone that might be a great fit for you. And nice the applicants, the candidates, they love the fact that someone is listening to them, giving them an ear and mm. really responding back to them. Because we also hear that in the online space as well. You yeah, you interview or you apply for these positions and you don't hear back. That is one thing that I do believe in doing, whether they make it to the next step or not. You're going to get a response from me one way or the other. And there may be some times when there's 200 applicants out there, you're going to get a response. And I think um, that goes a long way with the applicants and they'll refer you know, great people to you as well. Mm, that's good. So those are future relationships. Oh, I love that. I love thinking about them as future relationships and not kind of this one-time transaction. And I know that to be true, right? Because it was one of the reasons that I had to reach out to you because I was like, these people want me to be talking to them and I don't got no time, right? Yes, I know I use bad English, y'all, but it is what it is. I ain't got no time, Okay. It wasn't intentional, but it was like, I got 50 other things to do. And like responding to you because you didn't make it to step number two is not like on the priority list of my things to do, but I do know that it's important. And so it was like, let me get somebody that can focus specifically on this process for us so that I can make sure that you get a response, right? Because you're absolutely right. There may come a full circle moment where you may be the right fit for a new role or a different role that we might have. And if I burned you because I didn't talk back to you, then you're going to be like, girl, I'm not coming over there to work with you. You don't even talk to people. <laughs> Exactly. So I totally get it. How do you handle those difficult situations like declining job offers and addressing candidate concerns or managing conflicts that might come up? Talk to us a little bit about that. So I am the most empathetic person in the world. I look at everyone. I speak to everyone as humanly as possible because guess what? We're humans first. And so I start building that rapport with the applicants and the candidates in a way to where because they're getting that response from me, they know where they are in the process. I have very little resistance as far as in the event that they do not make it to the next step. I really don't get a lot of questions as to why not, or they really are appreciative mm. of giving the opportunity to begin with. However, Every once in a while, you will have someone that really is inquiring on why they didn't get that role or why they didn't make it to the next step or they made it to the top three. And they might have been that close because usually the top three, as you well know, can be like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, who is it going to be? And they made it to that position in the process because they were all great. Right. Yeah. And I think for the most part, they're really fortunate that they get to that part. However, conversations may arise as well. You know, what was it 
for why did I not get that position? And it's a conversation that I have with them and they can walk away feeling good about the process in general. They're walking away feeling good that they are amazing at what they do. We only have one role. Um, However, we will keep you (laughs) in our database because we think you're wonderful, you know? So they walk away with a positive outcome one way or the other. Okay, that's awesome. And I would think that a positive perception of that organization as well, right? Because you're serving in that role. And even though you may not directly work for the the clients and the organizations that you represent, you are kind of the first line of experience that people have with that company and with that brand and that business. And so that's really good to know that you can serve as that liaison and people in these roles like you. So can you talk to us about what constitutes a really great recruitment strategy for small businesses? Yes. So the best strategy is the one that works for the client and their goals and mission for their company. So there's not a, you know, I know you hear it a lot, a cookie cutter, you know, one fits all type of situation. But the strategy will be the best strategy that will help you move to that next level, reach that next goal that you're looking to reach. So I may have a client that's like, you know, they think they need to hire all of these roles. They may have the finances to do so. However, is that in the best interest of the client? Is that in the best interest of the company as a whole? So I kind of help them scale it down. What's immediate? What's working for you right now? Let's maintain that while we're working for the next piece behind the scene. So you're still providing excellent customer service to your clients that you're currently serving, but you're moving behind the scene to have someone in a role that you need at that moment. And we can grow and expand from there. I do audits. So we look at your current team. You may not necessarily need to hire someone new, but maybe just move around the great talent that you already have. That would be a strategy for someone who, you know, they're always on the run or they know they have a million things to do and they think they need to hire someone else. But look at the people that you have who may want to move into that specific area that you're looking to hire different strategies for different clients and where you are at that moment. So again, I'm always looking at the goals and the mission of that client. And the best strategy would be the one that will keep them moving seamlessly and still providing great client support and customer service. So that would be the best strategy for everyone. Awesome. So as we get ready to kind of wrap up, What would be your advice to small businesses about building their people pipeline? One thing I will say, um, and especially in the mastermind that we were in, you want to bring people around you that are smarter than you. Of course, we can all do all the things. We can, Gwendolyn, but that's not always the right (laughs) decision to make. We can do it, but... We are trying to maintain or keeping new client pipeline. We're bringing the business in as leaders and CEOs. We have that thing that we do, that we do well and that we do the best, but bring people in that can help support you. But, and and a lot of times they are smarter than you. 
your way is not always the right way. It won't always be the only way. So get out of your way and bring in the people that will help bring your vision to fruition. So you can do it all alone, but it takes a team, a network of people to bring it all together and keep your sanity. So just keep that in the back of your mind. Um, (laughs) That would be my advice. You can do all the things, but that's not always necessarily the right thing to do. Yeah. Awesome. Yolanda, thank you so much for sharing today and saying yes to coming on the show. How can people connect with you? Sure. Thank you for having me, Gwendolyn. So you can connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at thecollectiveflow.com and shoot me a DM if you have questions about anything. I'm a very personable person, so you can find me out there in Facebook and Instagram and also LinkedIn. Awesome. Beautiful people. Remember, building a high performing team isn't just a goal. It's a journey. It's about finding and acquiring the best talent for your business to ensure its continued success and growth. It's a vital function within human resources and plays a critical role in your organization's overall business strategy. Thank you for joining us on Leading Behind the Scene today. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Share it with someone today and leave us a rate and review. Until next time, keep acquiring the best talent and building your high-performance teams. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Leading Behind the Scene. I hope you found some encouragement or helpful information today to help move your business and or your life forward. If you have a specific topic you'd like me to talk about or guests you'd like me to have on the show, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. I love connecting with my listeners. Also, be sure to follow the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave me a rating review. I'll see you next week.